Welcome to the Whole Church Podcast, your favorite church unity podcast, probably. If you want to hear from pastors, professors, and everything in between, right, sure. And, you know, the occasional train talk. Right, right, yeah. Uh, have we got the podcast for you? Your favorite church unity podcast. Hello. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> and, uh, I'm Joshua. This is your co-host, Ted. Ted Beerius Wan. Ted Beerius Wan. <laughs> uh, we don't have any special guests today. Yes, well, we I mean, do. We Ted have Beerius Wan. <laughs> other than Ted Beerius Wan. But uh, we do have some exciting stuff to talk about. Some stuff we've mentioned a few times that I think it's worth clearing up for anybody who might listen to our podcast and isn't 100% sure of what it is. Tell them what it is. It'll be cool. We're going to do a more in-depth conversation about this subject later on. The subject's Calvinism and Arminianism. You might have heard us say that a few times. We're going to clear up exactly what that is, what it means to you, and what it means to unity in the church, especially, I'm going to say here in Charlotte, but I'm actually recording live from, not live, but I am recording from my office in my fiance's house in Lancaster, South Carolina, which is like an hour away from Charlotte. Well, yeah, more or less. Well, not that. But, point is, close to Charlotte. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some important issues for churches everywhere, really. It's, in Protestant churches, it's probably the most divisive subject, especially if you go into any seminary college. You will hear students arguing about it. Um, For the most part, Baptists are Calvinist, and Methodist and Pentecostals are Arminian. You know, obviously other churches fall different places, just depending. Uh, Catholic Church and our Orthodox friends don't worry about this issue at all. So to them, it might just be interesting. Like, ha ha, what are those Protestants doing over there? Idiots. What are those silly Protties doing over there? <laughs> yeah. But uh, before we get into all that, I've introduced myself. Hopefully you know your, your co-host, Ted Beerius, on. And um, we do want to talk about some of what we need. Pretty much everything. We, we need lots. <laughs> give us very needy people. Give us your money, please. <laughs> Yeah, um, let's see, we need a new computer, um, preferably some better sound editing software. I'm learning how to use this, Audacity is what we use, I'm learning how to use that better, so hopefully y'all will hear better sound quality before we get that software. Um, what are some other needs? Someone to run the Twitter account, because I suck at it. Right. Uh, we need a social media coordinator, period. That's so accurate. If yeah. you're good at it, or think you would be better at it than our current social media coordinator, please let us know. Or if you know anyone. Or if you know anyone, of course. Also, graphic designs for our Facebook cover, SoundCloud cover pictures. Um, If anyone wants to help us make a new theme song, we would love to do that. And of course, with all these needs comes the need of money, especially also with travel expenses and all the other stuff we do. Um, And the best way to support us financially, if you have the ability to, is honestly just giving $1 to $3, giving a very little amount of money a month, to us at patreon.com. Um, I think most of us can do one to three dollars and barely even notice we did it. So if you guys are willing to help us, we'd really appreciate it. And I think, is that all for the needs? Uh, we we also uh, would like it very much if, if you're listening to this, to send this to Francis Chan and see what he says. Oh yeah. yeah. Also, we want to hear from you guys, so go on Patreon, go on Facebook, whatever. Find a way to contact us, let us know. Also, we have our email account at the whole church at gmail.com. Not the whole church podcast, just the whole church at gmail.com. We really want to hear from you guys, and I'm sure you guys want to hear other things other than how needy we are and why we want your help. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about other things right. too. 
Thanks for listening, guys. That was the whole podcast. Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, it's just me and TJ, but naturally, we're still going to do an icebreaker question. Of course. I'm going to ask you this time first, so that TJ has to answer first. Uh-huh. Right. So, if, if you had to choose... <laughs> if you had to choose any animal pack, family, school, whatever, if you had to choose a group of animals to join, which would you choose? Now, you don't get to become that animal. Right. You're still human. If you decide to choose fish, I'll let you breathe on the water, but you're part of this family now. Yeah, as soon as you... I read that question, I was like, Josh, this makes no sense. Why do you say it this way? But as soon as you said... I was just asking what kind of animal you wanted As soon as I said... You said, I didn't... I couldn't become the animal. It was really easy. I'll I'll be a family member in a murder of crows. You just wanted to say murder. No. No, no, no. It makes absolute sense. You're threatening me on air. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, okay, now why, why would you actually want to be a crow? Because crows are the smartest birds alive, uh, you know, that aren't extinct. And they, they pretty much just act like people. They laugh at jokes. They they think things are funny. Uh, if you haven't if you haven't looked up stuff about crows, then you should. They're really interesting. The, whole, the Corvid family of, you know, birds is really interesting. Super smart animals, and it'd just be fun. Hmm. They like shiny things, I like shiny things. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Neither uh, of us like to spend I, money I just on am, uh, I'm just currently imagining, because we said you'd be, have the ability to do mm-hmm. whatever you need to do to join them, mm-hmm. so I'm just imagining current TJ flapping his arms to fly around with the crows. But I wouldn't even need the wings, because they don't need those to survive. That's true. That's fair. They just use yeah. them. Um, they also know. they also have been seen using money. What? Because they'll find money on the ground and they'll take it to like a stand or something where they've seen people use money and they try to give it. <laughs> you know, That's fantastic. Give me one of those. <laughs> Brought my dollar. <laughs> God, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say beaver. Huh? Beavers are usually near rivers and. Kind of wooded areas. Usually. The type of wooded areas that I like, they're North American mostly. And they build homes. And I want a home on the river. That sounds nice. Yeah. Sounds pleasant. Alright. That, that's really it. No more thought went into it than that. Huh. Also, they like fish. I like fish. Do you? Probably You've never seen me eat fish. Because uh, my parents hate seafood. And my fiance doesn't eat seafood. So I very seldomly am around people I get to eat seafood with. But I love it. The one time we were going to go, we didn't. It was depressing. No, we did. We did go. Do we still win? We yeah, went. We still win. We went with Mount. Oh, yeah. I don't think you got seafood. To St. Mary's Seafood and more. No, I did. I, did. I got seafood. I got a sandwich. Like a tilapia sandwich or something. Because they give you so much food. I've never ate a whole plate before, and I really wanted to do it. And I think I finished that night. Yeah, but you didn't get, like, the big plate. You yeah, I didn't get the normal one. Yeah, that's true. I did cheat. But, that being said, I think I enjoyed being a beaver. A member of the beaver family. Still right. being me. Now that we're comfortable uh, talking to each other, <laughs> let's talk about the origins of Calvinism and Arminianism. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so there's this guy <laughs> named John Calvin. It's John, right? Yeah. And uh, we, as COGOT members, are uh, being forced to say uh, we're Arminian. Are we good now, Lance? Can <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no. Uh, our denomination is Arminian, 
despite the fact that he has a much worse name. Uh, his name is Jacobus Arminian. And, uh, I don't really know much about it beyond the fact that those two were the yeah. like, pioneers of each. But Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. One thing that's really interesting about it is, for the most part, if you were part of our denomination, even though we're Arminian, and you said you come out as Calvinists, say come out as, but hopefully people know what I mean. It's um, it's not looked at as anything by most of the people there or the organization. It's whenever you're a pastor or someone who's you know quote unquote important to the church, then the other pastors and quote unquote important people are like, well, why are you a Calvinist? Have you considered this Bible verse? Have you considered this theology? And it's just kind of it's something that the higher up sort of argue about. That that's is that the appropriate way of saying it? Yeah. Yeah. Just like uh, the people who are in the Baptist church who are Arminian. And it causes a lot of tension, but usually people don't split churches about it. They just argue loudly and constantly about it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those where it's sort of a wedge issue, but it's not something that really splits most churches. It's stuff that causes splits higher up in the hierarchies. Which, you know, I think our listeners know. I'm not a big fan of church hierarchies anyway, so I have a whole weird stance on all of it. Um, but what's interesting, so John Calvin, he was at the same time as Martin Luther, part of the Reformation. He was the, was the one in Switzerland. And when he started, he started his the five tenets of Calvinism. It was kind of his five tenets of faith, which I guess is sort of like Luther's 95 Thesis, but not really. No. It was just what he came out as, as saying, no, these are the truths. Yeah. Not what the Catholic Church is saying, but Martin, he didn't really know Luther, so he wasn't... Martin, Martin Luther noticed problems and was like, I'm going to write down all the things you're doing wrong. Calvin also produced, noticed problems. He just produced the theology to get yeah. at it. Um, and later on, John Calvin and Martin Luther did know each other, and they, they argued a lot about some of these things. But it's not what we're here to talk about. Um, but whenever Calvin did come out with his five tenets of faith, they were this... They were as follows. The total depravity of humankind, which is just that all humans are born into sin, they're all evil, they're all awful. Man is dead. depraved. Yeah. Um, it's the unconditional election, which means that salvation is only given to those that God's already kind of predestined. That God's already picked out who we want saved, and only those people can be saved. Mm-hmm. No one else. People call this tulip, by the way. Yes, because T for total depravity, U for unconditional election, um, L for limited atonement. Yeah, which is, I kind of already said part of that, because it kind of comes from the second one, but limited atonement is only the elect are saved, only the ones that God said these are going to be saved. Only they can be saved. The fourth one is irresistible grace, and that's sort of for the elect. Say TJ was chosen to be saved. Grace would be so irresistible to him that he will not be able to not choose it. Not be able to not choose it, is that right? Yes. It's a double negative, but I think it works. And then the fifth one for tulips, we got total depravity, unconditional election, limited atonement, irresistible grace, and then perseverance of the saints. And that's mm-hmm. sort of a, if you've heard the once saved, always saved doctrine, that's sort of that. Yeah. Um, it's not that, oh, now he can sin and do whatever he wants because <laughs> he's been elected and saved. It's because he's saved, he will never want to do any of these things. People who are really saved don't fall away because grace is so irresistible. So right. it comes from that last one again. And that's Tulip. Now, Calvinism. Yeah. 
copy just so we're all thanks. Uh, Jacobus Arrhenius, stupid man, stupid name, otherwise known as the Freedom Fighter. Get to name my son Jacobus though. Freedom Fighter is a good name. Jacob Bus. Nah. Uh, anyway, it's just his he name. came up with basically five counterpoints because he was like, okay, we're still not a part of the Catholic Church. We're still a part of the new Protestant faith, but I have a problem with what Calvin is saying. Mm-hmm. Here were his five problems. And, and basically, uh, if I understand correctly, what happened was uh, someone said, hey, Jacobus, do you see what John was saying? And you're like, I hate that guy. What was he saying? <laughs> he's wrong. Like, he's absolutely wrong. I'm going to say the exact opposite. Uh, almost, yeah, that, that's pretty much what happened. Except yeah. for he's, in, he's Dutch. Yeah. So... So he was Calvin like, was mine was perfect. He was no <laughs> Basically, So his was a, humankind has free will. So yes, there's depravity of man, right. but it's because we have free will to choose it. We're not just born sinful. We choose to be sinful. Sort of. And then it's a conditional election. And that's, God foresees those who will respond. God kind of knows who's going to choose. But he's not predestined in the sense that this is only TJ can get saved and only TJ. He just Correct. Kind of, he, he just kind of was like, yeah, I, I'm sort of, God's like, yeah, I'm sort of aware that TJ's going to choose me. Yeah, I'm smart. He is aware. But, yeah. He's not forcing us. Yeah. And then it's a unlimited atonement, which is anyone can be saved, not just the people that God chose. God didn't just go, oh, only TJ. Right. Armenian's saying, no, no, anyone can choose. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't like create a person and then Say, hey, someone roll a die for me. <laughs> if it's a three or better, this guy's going to be saved. Right. Yeah. yeah, you've been preparing for D&D all day, so yeah. Yeah, that's where your mind is. Uh, then it's, uh, grace can be resisted. Even though God might be like, yeah, I'm kind of aware he's going to choose me, because mm-hmm. he knows all. Yes, um, yes I do. God, God knows all. <laughs> <laughs> TJ might just decide, you know, I'm omnipotent. I don't really feel like having grace. I'm good enough myself. Because <laughs> it sounds like that's what TJ thinks right now. <laughs> yep, that's it. And the fifth one is, it is possible to fall from grace. So it's not once saved, always saved. Yeah, you I just can did. do bad things and no longer be in grace. Yeah, TJ just, I just did it. fell from grace during this podcast. 15 seconds ago. And then uh, we, have, we have a newer one I wanted to talk about as well. So we got Calvinism, Arminianism, and then we have Darth Vader. Right. For those of you who might know uh, Star Wars. Um, where, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually was reading off of a meme that showed the two and then showed Vader. And kind of Vader's response to them. Uh, strong points, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Luke says there is good in me, but I don't know. Sometimes I think about doing the Emperor end, but then again, maybe that's bad, too. And that's the total depravity. Yeah. Uh, Vader's not really completely bad, apparently. <laughs> He's not sure. Um... And then, what is it? Unconditional election? According to Vader, it is your destiny. Destiny. Um, uh, and what is it? Limited atonement? Uh, Vader thinks it's just easier to clone people. Yeah. <laughs> just, just clone well, the people. This guy's saved, so we're, gonna, we're just going to make a bunch of them. Yeah. And then everyone's <laughs> um, As far as irresistible grace, Vader believes that the power of the Death Star is irresistible. Well, there is a vent which goes all the way into the reactor core, but we're pretty sure the Rebels don't know about that. <laughs> well, then finally, for the perseverance of the Saints, um, Vader believes, TK421, why are you not at your post? And, uh, these these yeah. are all very important points to think about. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good meme. I might throw the link to this meme on the podcast. Please don't. Okay. I'm However, PJ doesn't want me to. I will say that's not a bad theology. <laughs> Luke says I'm not. Luke says I'm not that bad, but yeah, I but think he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But uh, see, I'm a weird one. I have yeah. some points from both that I like. There's some that I dislike about both of them. Um, I don't, I don't want to go too much into what we believe about things. I just kind of want people to be aware of what Calvinism and Arminianism is. Um, that's good, because I believe I'm the reincarnation of Jacobus Arminian. <laughs> oh, God. But we aren't going to tell you guys that. So. Uh, <laughs> um, now, I, I will say, though, as much as Arminianism stresses free will, the Calvinists don't deny that. They're not saying, oh, there's no such thing as free will. They still think you have free will. It's just that God's already chosen who is going to be saved. Because it's basically the difference of saying, does God know what's going to happen in time? Or does God control what happens in time? Arminians think that God knows everything's going to happen in time. Calvinists think God controls all of time. Which Which is a subtle difference. But that does bring us to another point. That we want to talk about. Yeah, it's actually, it's it's fact. I think it's fascinating to think about it all. Yeah. But is is God affected by time? Yeah. See, and then that it's it's a whole interesting can of worm theology, because all of this comes down to people want to think they have free will, but they also want to think God's all powerful and also all good, and they're trying to make all of these things fit. And that's where Calvinism comes from. That's where Arminianism comes from. That's where most Christian beliefs come from is trying to find a way to make it fit. And the two big ideas is God's sovereignty and also free will. If God's really sovereign, that is, if God's really control of all things, and he's also really good, which is called the problem of evil, for those of you who like philosophy, there's lots of books about that, including one C.S. Lewis book. Never heard of them. Titled The Problem of Fame. But, <laughs> but then uh, there's also... Yeah, you have to. Con- humans can choose. So how do you make all of that work? Um, one of my favorite lines, actually, from Lecrae, oh, the Christian rapper. Oh, he thinks that most people are just asking the wrong question. How can all good, all powerful being allow evil? And he just says, which shows that he's probably Arminian. His response was, "Just uh, you're asking the wrong question. The question is, why do you keep letting it happen?" Right. And that's putting it back into free will. But trying to make all three of these things balanced comes down to pretty much what most Christian theology is trying to solve. Lecrae solved it, actually. Yeah, he, he did it. Arminianism was right. Thomas Aquinas, too. I, I subscribe to Lecrae's beliefs. And just, just for the sake of being accurate, for those of you who want to look up more of this, uh, Calvinist, Calvin never started Calvinism. He had his tenets of what he thought. He had a lot of writings. He helped a lot with the Reformation. It wasn't until the person that he was mentoring came along and then went, these are the tenets of Calvinism. Yeah. Calvinists did not do that himself. It's a very Same common... thing with uh, Jacobus Arminian. And was, Martin Luther. Yeah, it was all of their people under them were the ones who went, this is what they believed. I'm calling Calvinism. We're going to do it. That's a, that's a huge difference from now and then. You know, people are very quick to say nowadays everyone's so absorbed in their own ego. And that's definitely true because yeah. no one who started the religion these days wouldn't name it after themselves. Uh, or, uh, theology. Speaking of which, uh, y'all should check out Joshuaism. 
this could be good stuff. It won't. It'll be awful. But, uh, yeah, so is God affected by time? TJ, go ahead. What yes, next question. Uh, <laughs> no, see, the way, the way I think about it is, uh, so we know small, tiny animals, they don't live for very long. Yeah. Big, large animals and tortoises live for a long time, usually. I'm, I'm, talking, I'm thinking elephants here. And, you know, that's just kind of a thing. It's whatever. But uh, to those people, and a good, actually a good animal used to be a dog. Because, you know, our lifespans are different. We experience 